Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Raid Chat, your podcast for news. Like cheap Chinese knockoff Savage Bloods or something. I know girls in this guild that don't train mug as much as you. Class tips. Yay, because that mastery is tasty. All us brown classes the same? Ban you? Yeah. yeah. Boss strategies. But it's quite delightful. It's, it's not too bad. It's, it should be very simple. Explosion oh no, balls. not shooting balls. Friggin' reflecting prism spreads like AIDS. And everything else you care about in World of Warcraft. I was like, does that make you a scruffy turd herder? Pull it around. Up. What? He's not summoning anybody but me. Can we get a Jeeves and then go pee? Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Raid Chat. My name is Brent. I'm your host. And with me today, I have the duo, the men of Pink Brotherhood. Yeah, that's it. First up, we have Marcus Danny like a Rose Perez. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? Same shit, different day. And then <laughs> next up, we have the man who likes his sausage hole. Tim, what's up? What up? All right. So, yeah, it's it's been great. It's welcome back to the thing, guys. You ready for another... You do this again? And again? Yeah. You ready? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't believe you. I feel like your enthusiasm is at an all-time low. And I find that offensive because I personally put very little work into doing this. And you two do the same. So, that's that. I'm kidding, we do lots of work by playing WoW way more than we should and abandoning our personal lives and personal hygiene to the effect of knowledge for the greater good. I think none of that made sense, but I said it anyway. <laughs> um, so, what has everybody been up to this week? Uh, Marcus, why don't you go first? What have you been doing since the last time we talked? Uh, a lot of the same. Um, I, I went into LFR just, just for shits and giggles. I just wanted to see what the whole situation was. You know, you do have the chance uh, for that gear to proc up higher than 835. 835, it's awful, I know. But, uh, you know, LFR wasn't too bad. It was a snooze fest. Yes. Interesting thing about uh, LFR, though, is we were kind of discussing this in Raid about how the difficulties feel different this time around. Um, It used to be that normal had the same mechanics as Heroic uh, most times. I would say 95% of the time or 90% of the time. But something, like, things just didn't hurt. Like, I mean, or the numbers were lower than Heroic. Uh, This time, Heroic has, uh, you know, Normal doesn't have all the mechanics of Heroic. Typically, there's one mechanic missing. And uh, LFR has all the mechanics of Normal, but with much lower... Uh, numbers to it. So it's really kind of awkward. It feels like, because LFR, yes, it's a snooze fest because you can completely ignore shit like people are prone to do in LFR and still kill the boss, but at the same time, it is a little less forgiving than, say, Hellfire LFR was or even Heimal LFR, for that matter, or... Yep, I mean, that's probably as far back as I'd go on that because... 
remember towards the end of Mop, people were wiping to shot of fear in a uh, LFR. So uh, not shot of fear. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh nourish- my God. Oh, yeah, shit. LFR. What's the first I, boss? Yeah, MOP was horrible. What's the first boss? Immersus. Immersus. That's it. People were wiping to that in LFR. But anyway, um, it, it you know there are mechanics that need to be executed by at least a small portion of the group in order to um, complete those encounters. In LFR, it is 835. It does have a chance to proc up to to heaven. But uh, I didn't see any of that until I got my chest um, from the class quest, class hall quest. I can think of that proc 850, but I already already had an 850 with better stats. So, Um, I tried to do LFR twice. Both times I queued in on Elrin instead of uh, Nathendra. So it's like, okay, guess I'm not doing all of this this week. Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, what about you, Tim? What have you been up to this week since, uh, or since the last time we talked? Uh, I have not tried. I haven't tried LFR yet. I probably will this weekend because, um, I mean, it's easy gear and it can proc high. Uh, but I've been doing the Mythic Pluses uh, with, with Guildmates because doing that with Pugs is an exercise in frustration from everything I've read. But uh, those are pretty cool. I uh, got some pretty good gear out of that too and got uh, gear out of my uh, Class Hall qu- well, chest. You get that out of uh, after you've run a Mythic Plus on Tuesday. Yes. Um, I haven't actually had a chance to do any Mythic Pluses this week. I need to. I'm hoping I can do some tomorrow afternoon. Um, I'll probably put something on our guild page, trying to get some people to show up for that. Um, so at least get a couple so I can get some stuff from that chest at the end. Uh, my wild time has been divided up into smaller chunks this week. I have been off this week, um, but I was only able to play like in bulk uh, periods of time, Monday and Tuesday, and that didn't really help me with Mythic Pluses, really, because I, I spent a lot of Tuesday trying to farm fucking gold to get... Uh, so I could buy my potions and flasks and shit. We'll talk more about how that's ridiculous later. Oh yeah, um, scam. And you know, but I have done a lot of things this week and well, um, surprising surprisingly, like I've done LFR. Um, I haven't done any mythic pluses, but I did do a couple mythics. I did. Uh, me and Panu did an arena rated arena together, so we could get that that one chest for the week and. It did not. Brutalize them. It, it well, yeah, we did brutalize them. Well, I would say, like, I don't know if we're the best PVPers. I don't think I'm the best PVPer. Banya's pretty, or Marcus is pretty good. Um, I'll give him that. Like, he's better than I am. But I do like. I really had my first. I was really able to play with the PVP system this week. Uh, I did a couple battlegrounds. I did a couple arena skirmishes for the uh, the weekly quest where you got to get ten of them. Um, I only did like four of them, but I won two of them, so 50% in a skirmish I think is pretty good, um, at least where I'm at. And I, I have to say I really dig the new PvP system, because I didn't feel like when I was stepping in there that I was going to be behind the guys that have been playing for, you know, that was farming Battlegrounds and stuff last week. You're really, it really kind of puts you at a skill level basis like you can get adva- gear advantage but it's much less um staggering than previously because it used to be like you were you had a tune fresh tune that you were trying to get into pvp and if you're coming in 
you know, even a third of the way through the season or a fourth of the way through season, you're going to spend the first, I don't know, 25 to 50% of the battlegrounds and arenas you're in just getting your face chopped off. Like, that was the way it was. Until you got enough honor from losing or being in winning battleground groups to, you know, get you a decent amount of gear so that you could not die immediately. And um, they didn't feel this way this time. Uh, and I think Marcus can attest to this. The uh, the arena, I mean, we, I mean, the other guy, I don't know what level they were at, and we only did the one rated, but it felt a lot closer and a lot less, um, like, explody, I guess is the best word, than previously. Because it used to be you go into an, a 2v2 arena, it was, you know, somebody's dead in five seconds. This didn't feel that way. It kind of felt like, you know, it was a little more back and forth. We did crush them because, I mean, that happens when, you know, that just happens because, I mean, hey. But um, how did you feel about it, Marcus? It was uh, it was nice. I was I was kind of uh, surprised by the fact that your artifact, uh, your artifact weapon basically gets turned off for any kind of PvP, and you have to rely on all your PvP talents. So when we ran out there, I hit Ashes to Ashes, or Wake to, Wake of Ashes, sorry, and I didn't get the Holy Power. I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't I get my five Holy Power? What's going on here? And I was kind of stuck on that before I could even do anything. Yeah, yeah, and well, I mean, you still get your artifact, like uh, your 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 primary ability from your artifact, but some of the other uh, talents and skills in there are turned off. Like I think right. basically the rest of the traits are kind of turned off, aside from the stats. Um, I didn't really look too into. I was just going in and wrecking as much face as I could, uh, as fast as I could, because that's how warriors play. Unless you're playing prot. Um, and I can say that kind of felt consistent through all the other matches I played. The battleground I played, the battlegrounds are different because the mechanics in the battleground can kind of snowball one team over the other. Um, so that's a little different. But all the skirmishes I played felt really close. Like there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, one person wrecking the other. Obviously, if it's a 3v3 and one person goes down then the other two are going to go down pretty quick because you just get ganged up on. But like the, um, unlike previously where the first, like that, that initial burst felt like it went on very quickly, like it was boom, 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 done. This felt more along the lines of I was having to use all my abilities and really pay attention to what was going on for longer periods of time. So I don't know, it felt better. Yeah, and, once I got over not having my holy power, I was kind of like, all right, so... We can kind of get rid of these guys. They didn't really do a whole lot of damage. I forget their class, but they didn't really do a whole lot of damage. They to were, us. I don't remember uh, us being close it was to a Windwalker and a Death Knight. I don't know what spec the Death Knight was, but there were two have melee. You, have you worked in? Have you been through the sewers yet? I've done a little bit of the sewers. It's kind of I, fun. I haven't touched the sewers. Um, I went down there long enough to do the quests. You get down there for mm-hmm. your uh, is it class hall or profession? For one of those. I think it's profession because it's where you start the Obliterum Forge stuff. And uh, I didn't spend a whole lot of time down there. I was in and out to get my shit and I left. Um, I might do a little more PvP this time because, like I said, it, I didn't feel... I mean, it is early in the season, so we're, we'll, we'll see how it progresses. But since there is virtually no difference in PvP gear and PvE gear now, except for where you get it from, um, I think I might do more. You know, I think that's, you know, might be, I might, I don't know. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about that I did this week 
was my wife's been getting back into playing. She hasn't played seriously since... I think she raided a little in Siege of Orgrimmar and maybe a little bit at the beginning of MOP. Um, but that's... You know, I think she raided through most of Cataclysm as well. Uh, with the exception of... I don't... I can't remember. What was... But I think it was most of uh, Cataclysm. But she was really big into raiding through... Uh, ICC and Ulduar and Trial and all that stuff. Uh, but she's been getting back to playing. I don't know what her end goal is, but um, she wanted, you know, we were questing level together. And I was kind of concerned because, I mean, the whole scaling thing, you know, um, really helps that. But at the same time, I got to thinking about a lot of the quest structure. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of kind of escorty stuff, a lot of kind of, a lot of, in and out phasing, a lot of uh, story-driven moments, right? Where you're following a guy, or you got a guy with you. Um, and I was just kind of worried about how that would work, because historically, questing with multiple people through those kinds of quests are kind of a pain in the ass. Especially if you got a guy that's trying to do a thing, like you got to use like an NPC to to cleanse these things. You have to do it again and again for each character but they did something really cool i don't know if this has been around before then because i haven't really quested with anybody until now but so um she started in azuna i started in uh valsharal my druid because we were both 101 and i was like all right well let's start a new zone let's head to high mountain um and we'll quest through high mountain together and like for when you have uh grandma torin following you around and doing stuff with you um actually for me, I see the Grandma Torn, but I also see that she has also a companion, but hers is, says, like, River Main Shaman. And for her, she has the Grandma ad, and I've got, like, a River Main Shaman. So you can actually see the other person's NPC and what they're doing, and it affects, you know, your completion as well towards quests, which I found way entertaining. I don't know why I got so caught up on that. They really made a lot of these story-driven quests work for multiple people doing them in a party together, which was, was, um, an utter delight. Like, I, I was really surprised. I was, I was, I really went into it thinking, boy, this is going to be almost not worth it. Cause if we have to do these, a lot of these quests twice, cause they're just, you know, I was really fucking concerned guys, but no, like it's, it's, um, you know, each of the little individual scenarios you queue into, like, it's, it's all worked flawlessly, at least for what we've done in High Mountain so far, and I think we're most of the way through the zone? More than half, Question for sure. That. Sure, go. Um, how does it, what, so what happens when you have to, like, loot something? Say there's, like, a, you know, uh, some pebble you need for a quest, and it's on the ground, and you have to click on it. Can you both click on it? Um, no, but... Uh, well, actually, it depends. So there were a couple instances where we had to pick up stuff where if I picked up one or interacted with the thing, we both got credit. And there were some where you had to loot um, like things and pick up quest items um, that uh, we both were in, able to interact with it. So I think of a good example is we we're in the cave where you have to get a bunch of little gold stones off the ground and walls while you're questing with Grandma Torrin. And yep. I would pick it up. And it would still be there on her screen. So she could pick it up. And we were just able to hit the same nodes all along the way. So um, it worked. Like I said, the entire process worked flawlessly. Like you would just assume how it's supposed to work is how it worked um, without any problems. 
uh, I mean, she even got to just because a lot of the going back and forth, interacting with things quests, she was just kind of like I was stag for me. She was just on my back, and she's just getting credit for shit where I'm just running around picking up things and going back and turning it in. Like that happened a lot. So, um, but no, it was really cool. It was a really awesome experience. Um, it didn't because you think about unless you're thinking like really early WoW. Um, since they introduced phasing, I'd say in Cataclysm, questing with other people have kind of been a bit of a pain in the ass, a little bit of a chore. Um, and the only reason you kind of do it is like if you're really determined to play with friends, or if you have somebody that's leveling like like a healer and you want to quest, they want to quest as a healer or a tank or whatever. Um, this it like it was it actually added to the experience instead of taking away from it. So, um, if you, people got out there, friends out there and you want to quest, like I recommend, you know, questing through it as a, as a team. Like, I mean, it went fast, it went smooth. Um, and I didn't feel like I was being punished for questing in a group, which is amazing. So, um, bravo, super happy about it. Uh, I think that's about it for, for my week. Um, so, for as far as uh, Guild Raid goes, we did pretty well this week. Um, we stepped back into Heroic on Tuesday. We had some people with some connection issues. Um, we were short a healer or two, I think, because I think we had somebody switch to off-spec heals plus had to pug one. Um, so, that was a little off. We still didn't down Nathendra. We're still a little low on average eye level for the group. I think we were just above 840 for average item level in the group, um, which is, I, I think is still really low for trying to do that on Heroic. Um, but it is where we need to be. I don't know where the problem's really coming in. I was looking at the logs, and it was just a lot of, you know, uh, we're still being punished for having such a huge group of melee i think we might try on tuesday the dividing the room in half and running through the other side after breath so we can spread the melee out because we're just getting so many stacks of infested on the melee because as soon as someone hits rot they're going to get two or three other people with it and there's no way to avoid it because there's simply not enough room and we were losing so much uptime on the boss with people trying to like Jenga themselves around the side of that boss in that that one quadrant to to be apart eight yards. Um, I think that was just it's just too much to ask uh, from a group because I you know we raid anywhere from fourteen to seventeen players on average, and so that leaves us with what we got two typically run two four, um, two four so two tanks four healers and the rest DPS so. Was that uh, out of ten DPS? Let's say we have uh, like seven or eight, seven or eight melee. So that's a lot crammed in that corner. And I, I, I think once we can get through this boss, the rest of them shouldn't be a problem. I think just our comp is really extremely punishing on that fight. And there's nothing we can do about it. It's not the first time we've run into this problem. Like as a team, I think we have historically been more melee heavy. Um, at least since I've been on the team. So I think Siege of Orgrimmar is probably the only time we weren't melee heavy because who was, we had what, three or four melee back then Um, and everybody else was ranged, but that has since changed. Uh, But, so I mean, but we went into normals later that night because I think we lost two two core players to some connection issues. So we're like, all right, recoup, let's go to normal. We beat two bosses right off the bat, uh, 
or one boss. I don't remember. We we only had like 30 minutes in normal. So we beat Nathendra. We got all the way up to Scenarius tonight. We only did one poll in Scenarius because we ran out of time. We only raided two hours a night. So, you know, a lot of it was down to that. Um, So we did really well in normal. And that's kind of why I think we we really still need to be working heroic. Because normal's just too easy. Um, it can be pug seven out of seven. No problem. So I mean, we one shot like stuff tonight, like yeah, without even seeing like we haven't ever seen this fight. It's like oh wait, we just one shot oh, dragons. and a Sorry. couple we had to redo the fights not because we wiped because the boss despawned. We had that happen oh, at six percent on Elran, and that made me so mad twice. And, twice it happened tonight. Yep, twice. So we had it. Uh, Elrin dis- um shit she reset at six percent. We would have got her. That was without question. She was going to die. Yeah, plenty of people. We get like. Four or five and then Ilgoth, we were we were kind of starting to get a little overwhelmed in ad phase, but we were getting ready to hit the the part where the tentacles were down, and it was basically just burn the big guy in the in the blobs. I have faith we would have got Ilgoth, before when he despawned, so um, we kind of were robbed twice and had to redo those fights. So that's time to reset, time to do all that stuff that we lost on both those. And I think if neither of those had happened, we would have down Scenarius tonight, no problem. Well, for sure. So, um, plus we had we had Fo Fo uh, Marcus for a little while. His brother was subbing for him until he got home, and that's like you know that was like a fifty percent DPS loss for one character. So, it is what it is. Mechanics. Oh God, yeah. No, he was he was like I, at least. He, well, no, he was like he was like he was like <laughs> he's like shit. Elrin's hard as melee. I'm like everything's hard as melee. It's not like it used to be where ranged are the only ones worrying about mechanics. No, fuck now. It's like, uh, your melee, run in, attack the thing. Oh, run out again. Get back in, attack the thing. Oh, run out again. It's it's all that all the time, and it sucks. Oh, it sucks so bad. Oh man. But anyway, um, that's how raid uh our raids went. I think uh, you know, we'll probably stick to the same plan going to heroic on Tuesday, and you know try and clear as much on normal on Friday as we can, depending on how Tuesday goes. Like, if I'm not seeing a lot of progress um, in the first few pulls, like, you know, let's say we get five, six pulls deep, and I'm not seeing anything changing from previous weeks, then I'm I'm just going to make that executive call. Like, nope, let's go clear up normal. That way, hopefully, we can clear it this week. Um, and then the pressure's really off for normal because then we can just assign the normal uh farm night and go to go to town because uh i think expecting people on our team to farm or to clear normal in a pug outside of normal raid nights isn't going to happen we have a lot of people that have they don't have that kind of time to do that so um what gear they're going to get they're going to get raiding with us so uh we'll have to accommodate that somehow we'll figure it out no big deal so uh, any anybody else have anything they want to talk about what they did this week in WoW, or am I just running my mouth? Basic stuff, you know, running running Mythic Plus and doing stuff, trying to get optimized. Cool. Pace cap is so hard to reach. I hate it. Uh, well, for me, it's like I got to hit like twelve or thirteen percent, and then I'm back to crit. So it is what it is. Uh, we're almost through the bosses, so after we're done with the bosses, we'll you know we'll probably go around. Um, I'm going to try and pull in people from the team that are. Good. I'm not going to pull in any shit. I'm kidding. We don't have any shit players. I'm kidding. Um, no, we'll try and pull in some people that are really knowledgeable about their class because we have a few. We have people that are, are good, but they're con- you know they kind of 
uh, jack of all trades, maybe not master of none. Um, but they, we do have a few people that have been playing the same cl- same class since like Christ was on the cross, if you get what I'm saying, and know it inside and out. And so we'll see if we can get some of the people on to talk about it. Um, but without fr- any further ado, it's time for the news. Great news, everyone! The slime is flowing again! News is brought to you by, do you like classic console RPGs like Breath of Fire, Suikoden, and Final Fantasy? Well, be sure to check out The RPG Show, where myself and Nick talk about those very things. You can check us out on iTunes or at therpgshow.com. All right, so you guys got some news for me. Uh, Tim, what's the first thing you... you, you you got here, so they're they're slowly finding out more about how to get these secret appearances, right? Is that what you got for me? Well, well tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, people are going to really find uh, the uh, the hidden artifact transmogs. Uh, most of them are coming up now because you need to get uh, level five in artifact knowledge. So that is obviously gated by time, which is why people are starting to find them now because. You know, people who they hit 110 the first weekend of the expansion, uh, they're hitting artifact knowledge. So um, there's various tasks you have to run for each one. I know the Pratt Warrior one that I'm trying to do uh, is very random. You have to read the history of your artifact weapon in Skyhold, okay, and find out, you know, that like some. Uh, Vikral King found a scare, you know, a scale of uh, Neltharian and got fucked up. Him and his, you know, party got fucked up in there. And then you go to the vault of Neltharian where, you know, you probably run in High Mountain. Like, I think you have to actually. You have to do that part. And it's in there somewhere. But you have to, like, have this random ass hearing of a roar in the distance trigger and the only way to do that is to constantly log in and out and then eventually it will be sitting there in a pile of gold okay and i know that's how you get the pro one a lot of the other ones they've, they've been starting to find them but uh that is the reason why they've been taking so long is people need to hit level five artifact knowledge and it's gated to that like yep. you People have been trying to, like, they saw in, in beta, like, oh, you just do this. And it's like, well, it's not really there. Like, that's why. Because it took almost a month for people to get that high to find, you know, to hit the proper artifact knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Fury is, there's two items in two separate dungeons, and then there's, like, a follow-up quest. I haven't looked too into it. I know it. Uh, the information showed up for it last week, I think I saw when I was following that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, I haven't really uh, jumped full hog into it yet. Um, but no, the, I know the Thunder Fury appearance for Outlaws showed up. Uh, again, that's two drops out of a thing with a follow-up quest. It looks like a lot of them are rare drops from dungeon bosses plus uh, one or two follow-up quests. Um, which is cool. Uh, you kind of want a lot of them to kind of be on the, along the same lines or else people get all, well, why is it so much harder to do X than Y? I get that. But I do like the, uh, class identity of, you know, the reason behind you do it one way or the other. So again, yes and no. 
Um, how about have you have you looked any more into your secret appearances, Marcus? Um, well, from what I've I've gathered, I kind of have the same uh, about the same information. I'm not sure if the artifact knowledge even goes up to level twelve. People have been saying it caps off at like seven, but uh, I just know that I have the longest quest chain and it's fucked. But I do have the coolest uh, alternate skin, so I guess that makes sense. Well, that all right. Like ret paladins are like AIDS right now. They're everywhere. Um, like because they're like, oh yeah. Artifact weapons. First thing they show on the screen, fucking Ashbringer, and everybody dusted off their paladin. That's just one happened, and so the alternate skin is of course corrupted Ashbringer. So you know it's just they can't they can't give it to you that easy, man. Can't give it to you that easy. So I mean that's that's where it's at. Uh, so Mythics opened up this week, uh. And our correspondent in the field for the progress on that is is Marcus. So how's how did the race to world first go? Because we're it's already done. We're not talking about it anymore. So why don't you tell us what happened? So uh, it turns out um, this Russian guild named Exorcis uh, they achieved world first uh, Emerald Nightmare uh, on the day September twenty seventh. They did it in eighteen hours of straight progression. That's pretty crazy. I, I couldn't see myself playing a game for that long, that's especially how, with like a group of, of people like arguing. Or, that's how ah. these guys do it. No, well, all right. So, uh, you know, I've never raided on that level, but I have known people that have, and it's a lot more organized than what we do. Like there, there are literally two or three people in charge, and they have the final say. In everything, there's not. It's not a. It's not a, a chat full of twenty people making suggestions. It is a couple people making calls, and that's it. Like they don't. Like you're not gonna go in there um, on a mythic team and be like, as some you know, DPS that's not part of the 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 like the leadership. And say, well, maybe we should do it this way. No, they're not. They're gonna shut that shit down real fast and in a hurry. Um, you know, there's, that's not, that's not, it, it operates like a, almost like a military organization, um, as far as efficiency and rules to keep people in line and moving forward. Um, so yeah, but continue with your, uh, 18 hours, you say. Yeah. You know, an 18 hour, um, progression that that's pretty insane from what I've read. They, they spent 12, 12 of those hours on scenarios. And that is pretty much the same for the other groups, uh, Method and Serenity that killed. Method killed second, and Serenity was third, by the way. Um, but they've all had the same experience with Scenarius taking an, an incredible amount of time. And then they all did Xavius in like two hours, under two hours. He's severely undertuned, apparently. Well, I mean, that's, that is an awful fast uh, race, to be honest with you. Normally, the, the race takes, you know, a couple days, Weeks. maybe a full week, um, sometimes longer. Uh, depending on the gating and how they're doing things, but 18 hours is fast. Because I remember that like they opened up, and then the next day I kind of was checking news, and I'm like, fuck, the race is over already? Holy shit. Um, that's fast. But it's only, it's only seven bosses. It's not an actual tier. I get all this. I understand that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, wow, maybe it is a little easier. But anyway, uh, that's... That is that is crazy, uh, 
makes me wonder is uh the night hold going to be just that much harder or is it going to be equally simple we'll see i mean we'll see uh i haven't looked a whole lot at what's coming in night hold i mean i've been following the 7.1 stuff a little bit um we're not reporting on all the 7.1 discoveries here like i don't think that's really pertinent until 7.1 gets closer when 7.1 gets closer we'll kind of cover the information you need to know about 7.1 uh so, Tim, what do you think about the the Mythic race being completed in less than a day? I'm kind of not surprised uh, due to how short that raid was, but it is pretty ridiculous that, that those guys managed to do that in one day. Uh, that That is just ridiculous commitment that they... I mean, they had to have just raided that long in one stretch. Like, there's no other way. Like, And it's just, that's insane to me, but... I mean, that's what those guys do. So, uh, you know, power to them for being I, able to do that. that. That's just, I mean, that's just an insane level of, of, of commitment to be able to raid like that. I should have um, looked it up first off how to make uh, Tim's chair creak less. And secondly, if, if it is the fastest race, I don't know. Uh, I think the only one we could probably compare it to is maybe uh, Mogushan Vaults or Haimal. And see how fast those took, because those are other um, short raids, like introductory raids. So um, I'm curious to how long they took. I th- I don't th- I think myth- maybe mythic or heroic at the time. Will of the Emperor was probably a little bit harder. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But 18 hours seems way short. Like I I wasn't prepared for it to be done already. I'm hearing that um, before that, like the shortest was the Kel'Thuzad raid. I guess that's um. Next? That's uh, yeah, next yeah. is from uh from uh Wrath of the Lich King. Huh. That's shortest before. Yeah, that's a lot that's a big gap. Yeah, but that couldn't have the race the race to world first next couldn't have taken I mean couldn't have been that short. Like there was a lot of bosses in there unless they skipped bosses, I don't know. Especially in yeah, if that was vanilla, like no, that took forever. No, not vanilla, I think we're talking vanilla, about ice. Wrath next Wrath. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that was yeah. That was significantly easier, like 50% less trash. Maybe but, you know, the thing is, is I, I remember back then is people who, so <laughs> people who had rated all the way up to the highest level, they were able to just go straight into raids because their gear was good enough to do that. Hmm. And nothing was artificially gated like it was this time where, you know, you had to wait a week for Mythics to open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see that. Was the was the Burning Crusade gear really good enough to last them into into uh, Nax? This is seem right. Yeah. Uh, people, yeah, because Burning Crusade was uh, that was the last right. It was uh, Sunwell. Yeah. So got like so, so guilds who had farmed managed to farm the living shit out of Sunwell. Yeah, they they were able to just level. And their gear was good enough that it was on par with, I guess, uh, doing, you know, five mans at... Oh God, what level was that at that point? 80. No, no, 80. no, the item level. Well, they've since done... I, I, I can tell you, like, ICC 25 gear was 264, I think, was the item level on that. Um, So... Oh man, next would have been two hundred. Two hundred was either ten man or twenty five man was two hundred. I'm almost positive. All right, hang on, I'm looking this up. 
Oh, great. That's great radio looking stuff up. But no, yeah, um, that just seems weird. I can assume the legendaries from Burning Crusade would have lasted. I wasn't, I wasn't like an in, like end of the the line raider in Burning Crusade. That wasn't, that didn't really happen until Wrath of Lich King. I think I was still making my way, like in groups through like, uh, Serpent Shrine Caverns and stuff, uh, when Wrath came out or was launching. So I never really stepped foot into Sunwell or even Black Temple, uh. Cause fucking raid attunements. Anybody else remember raid attunements? Like, oh yeah, fuck that shit. Oh man, I'm glad raid attunements aren't a thing anymore. That was that was frustrating. Uh, so what are you finding as far as that goes? Anything? Any luck? No. I mean, leathers are gone, kind of actually, but. I think, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, it was fast. It's done. What was the, so like before we I was talking about how I had to spend all day. Cause I, I know you can change professions around without losing pro- progress on the other ones, but the way I prep for raid is I make my rounds farming fell slate and whatever else I can get my hands on. So I, uh, you know, I'll have the shoulder and chance and I'm doing my thing. Right. Um, to sell, to make gold on the auction house. So either I'll sell the fell slate raw, I'll make demon, uh, demon steel bars, or I can even make a little obliterum depending on what's highest in the market. But typically the raw fell slate is highest and I'll make, you know, 40, 50 K. And then it is immediately gone when I go buy the mats I need for my flasks and potions and food for raid. And the reason is because the way out all right so every profession right now has multiple tiers on each crafted recipe right and typically uh when you have a crafting profession and the second and third ranks make that particular item use less mats to make okay that's how most of them work except for alchemists um potions and flasks second rank makes it so you can make them without the table and the third rank makes it so you can have a chance to proc multiples whoopee and each one costs an astronomical amount of herbs Uh, now most of the herbs are slowly coming down in price as the market floods with more and more of them from people completing and farming and doing this and that and the third Except for Starlight Rose. Starlight Rose seems to be maintaining a solid price at about 200 plus per rose. And the reason for this is, there's a very limited supply. They can only be found in Suramar, where everybody is all the time to do their Suramar quests and all that stuff. And for gathering professions, typically, um, you have increased mats from increased ranks in gathering or you know you have a better chance on getting rare materials or whatever but for starlight rose up until rank three you don't even have a 100 percent likelihood to get a starlight rose when you pick a node it requires rank three before you are guaranteed one for one and they take a long time to farm and they remain highly expensive so flasks 2100 gold potions i don't don't even get me started on potions they're it's stupid how expensive potions are um so there have been uh a bit of a 
kerfuffle revolving this, and I think I think Tim's got the story for me. So tell me a little more about uh, how this this Starlight Rose problem is becoming an even worse problem. So obviously everybody knows that people need uh, potions and flasks for raiding, and um, whenever that happens, people are gonna they're gonna switch professions to you know uh, get that whatever is most expensive. Well, the other problem that happens is people who have uh, they they basically well they're hacking the game. People are number one they're botting. Okay, so that happens already. Like they're they bot and they run around from node to node and farm them up. Okay, so like that already happens in previous expansions. And yes, you obviously will get banned for that eventually. But what is really killing it versus real players, people are fly hacking. This is a thing. You obviously cannot fly yet in this expansion. And people have found a way to trick the game into whatever level you're on. And they get on a flying mount and they trick the game into thinking you're flying. So they are not only botting, but they're flying from node to node uh obviously just you know they blow away an actual player who is trying to just run on a ground mount so uh that has been a real problem i have not seen one personally out in the world but i have seen a ton of screenshots of people uh flying quote unquote flying even though they're not really flying they're hacking just kind of jerkily moving through the sky on a flying mount uh, as they're botting. And they're making just astronomical amounts of money a day on Starlight Rose because everybody needs it for raiding. And Blizzard, I know they usually ban people in waves, but holy shit, there's been a lot of calls. Like, they need to ban the living shit out of people, like, right now. Like, yeah. no joke. Like, they need to ban people right now and end this. And I think that uh, the... So, the harder something is to farm, the higher likelihood that it'll get botted or hacked into, right? Um, because WoW players have grown up, most of us, with the game, right? Uh, so, you know, just consider how long it's been out and how, how old you were when you started playing it, especially for some of us long-term players been playing it a long time and uh shit i just realized i have achievements obtained in 2009 like that fucking gave me pause for a minute <laughs> and like achievements were a wrath of the lich king thing so um it's fine i mean come on i you, you know what? just can you imagine I, I, can I was, you imagine world of warcraft without achievements 12 years ago think 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 of World of Warcraft out without achievements. Like that is a hard thing for me to even remember. Is World of Warcraft pre-achievement? Like that's weird. Anyway, so it speaks to the difficulty of obtaining this material that it's getting so heavily botted. There are people that are multi-boxing. Multi-boxing is against terms of service, and I have less problems with that because they're basically tagging the own mob that they got the own node that they got to together. That I have less of a problem with because you're really not stealing anything from anybody else by using an unfair advantage. Um, botting in this fly hacking is giving people a distinct advantage because they don't actually have to be a keyboard. 
and they're able to fly node to node, which is a big, big, big advantage over everyone else that's on the ground trying to farm these things the legitimate way. And so the most, uh, the other thing that I can think of mostly in recent memory as far as spawned a ton of botting and initial ban waves were, uh, was Seafood Magnifique. So the best feast that everybody needed a ton of that required a ton of mats was the seafood um, banquet. And it fishing fucking sucks in, in World of Warcraft. Nobody likes to fish. So we saw the spawn of all these fish bots. Like, like I remember a time when everybody had some sort of fish bot. Like, you were done for the day. You would go, like, people like that I knew, never me, but tons of people, like, I knew would head down to somewhere, set up a fish bot, and fucking leave for an hour, come back, turn it off, so they thought they wouldn't get caught for botting, and be done for the day. And I think that this is will be a continuing reoccurring problem when things require too much time or too difficult to get. Um, so... I don't know, like, I feel like the Starlight Rose thing is the problem, in general. Because just the prices on stuff is so fucking expensive. Oh my god, it's crazy expensive. Oh man, like, I, I spend, you know, two, three hours farming to make my my money legitimately, only just to wash it all the way on sometimes even half a week's worth of flasks and potions. Um... All tonight, I was just using Draenic Strength potions because I just couldn't. I could. I just didn't have the time to farm out more mats to sell for more potions. I had flasks, but damn, son, damn. And the bonding is a real problem. Uh, I suspect we'll see something on it soon, relatively soon, because uh, I think that was mostly like the that's been a shitstorm on on Reddit for maybe the past two days, maybe day. Um, so that's, you know, I hopefully will see something on it by the end of the weekend. I would, I would expect, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but, uh, I don't think, uh, I think that's it for news. Anybody have anything else to add about the botting problem? No. All right. Well, no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like to just, uh, I mean, just to do normal tonight, like it cost me four K gold to buy, uh, some, some flasks. You know, I, I feel really weird not having flasks for tanking. And, yeah, even they've dropped a little bit. Uh, a tank stamina flask is 2,000 gold apiece. And, obviously, you need two to go through a two-hour raid. Yep. So, and, well, it's ridiculous. Go ahead, Marks. I had no prep time. Uh, you know, kind of strolled in late because of work. And my gracious guildmates uh, supplied me with some stuff. Yeah, and you know, typically, and typically we are a guild that is like, hey man, you need a chance, you need flasks, I got you, right? We're good, I got you. But this time it's like, you know, somebody shows up without it, and first off, we can't be mad because that shit's expensive and takes a lot of time to get to, so it's like, fuck, you know. But you want your raid to do well, so everybody's like, yeah, let's let's do something for you. But at the same time, we're like, God, this this is not a a sustainable uh, consumable market. Like, if you ask me, like, there's no way, week after week, I can continue to pay this for consumables. Like, it is not going to happen. Because uh, I've never been one that's entirely flush with gold. Like, uh, I think uh, my highest peak f- 
for gold. I was really close to gold cap and cataclysm, and that's because there was uh, it wasn't necessarily there was a period of time where you could prospect obsidian ore for gems, and the cut gems would vendor more than the uncut gems. Okay, and what you would do is every stack of obsidian ore on the auction house for less than 40k, I think, or 30k. Um, you knew how many, on average, uncut gems you would get from prospecting. And you would just buy it. I would buy it in fucking thousands upon thousands. And I would spend, you know, two and a half hours prospecting it all. And I would just, I would, anytime it would post for less than that, I would just buy it. And I could do it all day, every day, vendor them, and make a profit. And that's typically a problem when you can vendor something for the profit because that's inflating, you know, gold because it's coming from a vendor instead of from other players. So you're not actually taking gold out of the market. You're adding gold to the market. Anyway, that's a that's a economic theory kind of thing. But um, I was just making I was making so much because like they they uh, they they fixed it. They patched it out because it was stupid. Um, but I had I had uh, the farmers on the server cash on demanding me a city uh, or like, uh, you know, like I was just like, no, if you're going to sell it at this, I will buy it at this, you know, regardless of market prices, you just mail it to me, cash on demand, you'll get your gold every time. And I did that for, I don't know, had it been a couple months, but that was the highest I've ever been on gold. And that <laughs> kind of lasted me through most of Miss of Pandaria. Um, but now I'm, I'm really not. And I didn't do the whole garrison, you know, max out a bunch of tunes, cycle through the garrison and make a ton of gold that way. I did I didn't care enough to be honest with you. Like I was, you know, fuck that. I hated, I hated being in my garrison all the time. I really did. I didn't even like uh, visit my mine. Like I stopped visiting the mine and the little herbing section, maybe two months into into mop uh, into warlords. I was like, nah, done. Don't care. Um, so that's you know that's what it is. So if we got nothing else for news, we can go into shit you need to know. Sit down. Shut up. Time for shit you need to know. Shit you need to know is brought to you by... Oh, no one this week. If you have a guild recruitment, a short one, that you would like read here on the show, please send us an email to podcast at the show.com. Just put raid chat right there in the, the title. Thank you. All right. So, for today's shit you need to know, we'll be covering yet another raid encounter. We're almost done with these. Uh, for Ursok, and I'm going to cover Heroic, but uh, I'll kind of tell you the difference uh, at the end. Like I forgot to do on another guide. Ursok is a, it's a DPS check. It's really a gear check. It's a super simple fight. Um, very few mechanics. Um... Essentially, Ursok is located in a big round room, all right? And what you're going to do is divide your uh, your raid into two equal groups. And tanks, you're going to tank him around the outside edge of the room. And he's he's really only got three mechanics or four mechanics you have to worry about, okay? So there are two different debuffs he puts on the tanks. And all you really have to do, without me going over which each ability does... As soon as the other tank gets a debuff, you taunt. And then as soon as you get a debuff, the other tank will taunt. That's all you do. Super easy. And keep kiting him around the room. Because what's going to happen is he's going to use his his primary, really the only mechanic the entire raid needs to worry about, 
is his charge or momentum or whatever it's called. I think it's called momentum. And he will randomly pick a member of the raid and charge them. And it's going to do more damage to them uh, the closer they are. So you want to run away to as far away as you can to minimize that damage. But the main mechanic is everyone he runs through is going to get a debuff increasing the damage they take from the next one by a lot. And the reason you need to run through people is because it's kind of going to reduce the damage that the person at the end of the line takes. So let's say I get it, I run away, and it gets hit. I need it to get hit by as many people as possible to reduce the damage I'm going to take so it doesn't kill me. Okay? And each person that it gets run, run through is going to get a debuff that makes them take more damage next time around. Easy, right? The way you handle this mechanic is, like I said before, you're going to divide your raid group into two separate groups. And you're just going to alternate which group the person that gets it runs behind. So um, the best way to do this on Heroic is to kind of have um, two people designated with markers on their heads, right? So you'll have, you know, X number of people next to marker one and X number of people next to marker two. And you'll kind of be um, almost, I'd say... 90 or 45 degrees kind of apart from each other at the boss like enough so you know one group's not going to get hit when the other one charges moving around with the side of the boss as he gets moved okay um because when he does this charge he's doing a lot around this charge he's going to drop these pools he's going to continue to drop these pools of of goo or shit on the ground that you can't stand in because it's going to do damage and kill everybody so uh you just kind of keep moving him, dropping that goo around the outside circle of the, the room, and alternate between the charges. So, you know, marker one gets charged through, then marker two needs to get charged through on the next one. Rotate it back and forth. Uh, he chooses a person randomly, so the person that gets cho- uh, chosen needs to know which group he needs to run behind in order to soak that damage. Then he does a... Um, Raid-wide burst damage. Well, it, it bursts everybody close to him. And that damage needs to be split. Or else it's going to quickly kill people. So that everybody needs to stay in melee range for the entire fight. Everybody needs to be right up next to the boss. Um, and he's kind of, you know, he will inc- increasingly deal more damage as the fight goes on. So you have to kill him fast. And that's, that's really it for the fight. Tanks taunt on every debuff. Run the charge behind the next group in order. And you're you're done. On normal, he doesn't even drop the little poop poop puddles, so you can kind of keep him in one place and alternate between two markers where you're running to. And that's it, man. That's that's really it. It is a simple fight. Do you guys have any any bits of insight to add on this, Jim? No, that 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 was a uh, in normal. That fight is a pure punching bag fight. Like, just, yeah, go to the right side and it's fine. And switch on the proper one and it's over. We two-shot that fight after we kind of realized that you couldn't trust DBM right now. Um, well, I think... When he had the debuff. But other than that, yeah, it's it's fine. I think there was a, a bit of a miscommunication on the taunt cycle, I think, is what ended up being the problem there. But we got it. A, a, like, we kind of just kind of poked him and saw what happened the first time and we got him no problem second one it's it's super easy even on heroic when he's dropping the poop puddles as he's going around the side of the room it's super manageable you're not moving at a break next 
speed as long as you have the two groups organized moving in unison i think it'll be fine it is it is very low mechanically it just is in every sense of the term of dps check um and it's kind of refreshing to have one of those it's been a while since we've had one and this is even like mechanically complex for like an old tank and spank i miss tank and spank fights like i really do it was always a nice break in the raid where you get to the boss that's just kill him before he kills us and because i mean you got a chance to kind of just really go all out see what you could do on your dps meter you could i mean you're gonna get gear out of it and it was just kind of like a like that that fight that you knew you're gonna get like you just struggled in the last one you know, you got your ass kicked, the raid leader yelled at you about four times, and then you go into this guy, it's kill us before, you know, kill him before he kills us, you do it, you get some loot, you move on. Like, he was a nice refresher. And we don't get many of those these days, and uh, I think Ursak is a good example of that. So, buddy, super easy. If you if you can't get Ursak, go home. Like, you, you, you just go home. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, You'll do an arena or something. <laughs> Yeah, so I can go in and kill you and get my honor for it. But uh, yeah. People, I I I haven't done that. I have not done LFR at all yet. But I want to see if I can actually find a way to wipe on Ursoc. I know they find a way to wipe on Evil Tree because they stay in too long and die. I want to see how care. they're co- they're going to coordinate the swapping of the the charge that like that. I mean that's super easy to coordinate, but for an LFR that's like. Near impossible. I yeah, I, I bet you the don't do that kind of stuff in LFR. It doesn't happen. I bet you. I bet you. What happens in LFR is the charge doesn't do enough damage if um like nobody soaks the charge. No, nobody is coordinating standing in a line. Like well, that's what I'm saying. So I'm I I bet you. I bet you it just purely doesn't do enough damage to kill people. So it's basically like, you know, run to the run away from the raid or. The um, stacks of like increased damage are so low, right? Like you're just running it through the raid every time, or people are like, it's. I bet you, it's 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 stupid. We'll find out next week, I guess. That's it, right? Next yeah, week is the next be, week. It should be Tuesday. We'll, or, we'll see the next. Or is it two be... weeks? Is it two weeks apart? Is it? I don't know. We did this. We did this story, guys. What is happening to us? Was it? Was it might it... be two weeks. I think. I think they're splitting up. Yeah, like the the LFR raids are they're two weeks apart because, uh, yeah, I just would take two. Yeah, yeah, it's two It'd weeks. We over too fast. We don't. We don't get it till October 11th is when we get the wing two of Emerald Nightmare. Uma's gonna be sad. I was telling her, right? I think it might be two weeks, and she's like, "Ah, it'd be next week." Nobody's paying attention to me because I'm. So the yeah, it's be, yeah. So next week, let's see. It would be what's the first wing? I don't even know. I haven't done it. Uh, it's so, Nithendra, Elrin, and uh, Ilgoth. Ilganoth. Okay, so, so the next one's got to be Dragons, Ursoc, and... Cenarius, and then I bet you the last... Cenarius, and then yeah, the last one is uh, Xavius by himself, just, probably. Just Xavius by himself. Wow. So what I already guess, unless they make it uh, two bosses and have it Ursoc and the Dragons, and then Cenarius and Ursoc, but I doubt it. I, I bet you it'll be 3-3 three, three and then one boss, because that's what they did for Hymal, isn't it? Yeah, it was. three, three, and one. Right? Or was it three, 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 and one? I don't remember how many bosses was in High Mall. Imperator was by himself. There you go. That's yeah, all I was. need to know. Imperator was by was. himself. It was yeah, because it was like Cargath, uh, Butcher, Brackenspore, and then Tactus, the 
Texas Twin guards and then uh, the, the mage guy. Yeah, that's how it went. Yeah. There you go. Now we know. Said that we remember all this stuff. Oh my God. Um. So, I guess I. You know, we don't have any emails, so um, I'll I'll talk about where you can send that email later in the show. Uh, we want to, but I want to put a call out there for people listening. I do want to know, uh, some of your favorite and least favorite experiences thus far in in Legion. So if um anybody sends those in for next time, we'll kind of talk about them. Um, but for now, because I don't really have anything to trigger Tim with this time, I kind of want to see, kind of check in with everybody, see where we're at as far as, um, how we're still feeling about world quests, uh, first off. So, um, I know you don't have a whole lot of, you have a lot more time than we do, Marcus. Are you still feel the need to clear world quests every day? Do they still feel like a, a, a compelling thing to do? Now that we've I mean, the only ones I'm working on the Nightfall and Rip because that's a huge, you know, that's like the the Rip chain that you need to get completed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm clearing those. But as far as the other zones, I'm only going for like gear upgrades, artifact power, and order resources. If it's not an upgrade, it's not a resource or artifact power. I'm not bothering. Are we seeing that many gear upgrades pop up in in uh, the World Quest anymore? Because I feel like mine really stopped at like three thirty. Like they stopped scaling with me once they got to like eight thirty, eight thirty five sometimes. But I don't see a reward over eight twenty five anymore. I've seen oh, a couple at eight thirty five, but they can proc. You know, you always got to consider the the Warforge and Titanforge procs. Those are always a thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, but but no, not many upgrades. What about what about you, Tim? How are you feeling? We're now that we've been doing them almost every day for a month. How are you feeling on on World Quest? Where do you sit on that as a as in game um, content? Oh uh, well, you know, at first I was running them every day. Well, when I get a chance, I run them every day. But, you know, it's kind of nice because this week I didn't have a chance. Monday night I was out doing something. Uh, then last night I was out doing something. And, well, and then, actually, I shouldn't even say that. So I was out in the real world on Monday and Thursday doing something. And then, of course, on Tuesday and Friday I was raiding. So I didn't have a chance to do them. So mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of nice that they just kind of stack up and stay there for three days. Yeah. And so tomorrow on Saturday, I will plow through three at a time. Yep, yep. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I did get a legendary this week. I'll put that out there. Um, that was nice. Now, now that I have my first legendary, I honestly feel less compelled to do my um, emissary quests every week. Every day. Now, I still do them because I want the rep. I want to get everybody to Exalted. You know, I want to do that. Uh, and I want to do, of course, the ones for the Nightfallen and all that stuff. So I'm still doing them. But the, it's less exciting opening that, that cash at the end. Now, I know I can get second and third legendaries to do all that. But the urge to get the first one's not there anymore. Like, the second and third ones, you know, they come when they come. Like, it's not, like, a driving focus anymore. So it's like... Uh, I'm opening, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, all right, it's just a thing. And I found that I had three saved up today because, uh, this morning, because I didn't have time to do any, uh, Thursday or, or Wednesday or Thursday. So I did all three of them and I noticed I hadn't opened the first two chests when I turned in the third one. I turned in the, the last one and I was like, oh, 
I should open these. And I open them. I get, the, you know, my artifact power and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I still think it's a way better system than daily quests. I will choose world quests over daily quests every day. Um, I can... S- hey. Yes? What? Where did your, your legendary come from, anyway? Uh, a boss... Nathendria. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, lo- I looted it off a of normal Nathendra. Yeah. Sick. So, um, I didn't even realize, like, I was watching this, like, the rain of things happening for everyone else. Like, I'm like, all right, what is people getting? Are any people getting anything good? Are we getting Titan Forges? And then everybody's like, grats, Derek, grats. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Nice. Like, I was like, hey, all right. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, but I can tell, like, already where the grind is going to start to set in because, you know, we, you know, they tout all these different world quests, but spoiler alert, all the world quests are quests that you do while leveling. Just you go do them again. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, um, like, you know, they tout all these, all these different world quests, and I've probably done a handful of them at least, you know, eight or nine times already. So I can I can really feel it starting to set in. Uh, who knows where we'll be in six, seven, eight months on World Quest? Hopefully they'll have added more, or we have a new questing zone in a year's time. Who knows? And who knows where? Because I really think that uh, because, like I said, you know, I'm at eight fifty item level now, and I would say in probably about twenty item levels, those World Quests have really stopped scaling. Like. I still see the occasional 835 one, right? I still see that. And yes, they have the chance to proc. But, you know, when you first hit 110, it was exciting because every new piece of gear you get, you'd go check the world quest again because they could now be rewarding something higher because it's scaling with you. And I find it really disappointing that they've stopped scaling with me. Like, I'm fine that they, you know, baseline are might be 10 or 15 item levels lower than what I'm at, right? So, But I think I should be seeing a lot more 840s and 835s than 820s and 825s. Like, because even if I do win the lottery, I have to I have to win that roll every time for five item levels to get it to somewhere I'm at. And the further distance I am from that 825, the less likelihood, and I don't think it's really worth my time. But if each of them were worth, you know, 830, 835, or 840, I would do them every time they popped. And I don't think that's a bad thing to continue give players gear from these world quests. I really don't. Um, See, go for it. The only problem I can see with that is that you're basically putting it at mythic level, and then what do you need to do mythics for? You know, if it can proc as high as mythics can too. All right, that's the only thing I can see. If you, because they can already roll that high. All right, that's whatever. Now, if you are the kind of person that is going to do mythics and raid and all that stuff, then you're going to do them anyway. There is no point, so at no point, you're going to tell me, Marcus, that if you can go do a world quest, there's only two of them up that are going to give you 840 pieces. The rest of them are lower. But let's say they're they're going that high, you're going to get, you know, you can go do those, have a chance for them to roll or get something that you won't turn around and then again, go do mythic dungeons and mythic plus dungeons for, for loot as well. 
That's you're well, just gonna yeah, stop that's doing it. There's only two of them, but you, from what I can get, you wanted like all of them to be like. No, I I just think more of them should be like you know. Now I don't even go through on the Legion app and see what gear is up. Like I might take a cursory glance because I know most of them will be eight twenty five or or eight thirty, which or have a, such a low chance of proccing to anything useful that it's not worth my time. Now if they had a slightly higher chance, like again, I think they should cap. 10, 15 item levels lower than me. Because so, once it gets past Mythic, where the world quest can can be, you know, is, you know I might see an 850 world quest. Once I'm at 865 item level or 860 item level, I'm not doing Mythic dungeons anyway. The only Mythic dungeons I'm going to do are Mythic plus dungeons because they're the ones that are going to give me the loot I need. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see, because it's never going to be a primary method of gearing unless you're the kind of person that's only questing. Right, I think it works fine as a supplemental way to earn gear. Like it's never going to give you gear unless it rolls higher than your raid gear. But it could fill. Let's say I get I'm I'm super unlucky on a on a on a trinket. Right, because we've seen the world quest trinkets. They're stat sticks. But if I could continually continually increase and I get one that's 850. Sure, it's only got strength and a secondary stat on it. It doesn't have some cool proc on it. But it's filling in for the piece that I've gotten shafted on. You see, like, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think that it should continue to scale. I do. I feel, see, I, I kind of, uh, I can kind of see where you're coming from, though. Because then it works as yet an additional uh, catch-up mechanic for somebody that's... Because, I mean, they, you, as, as far as catch-up mechanics go, you already got to worry about a ton of shit. And they're already saying that anything can roll to be as great as anything. You always have that small chance to do it. Well, not. I mean, why not? Why not make these world quests a bit of a stopgap? Keep them relevant. You know, keep giving me stuff. I, you know, I, I think. You know, it is what it is. Um, what do you think, Tim? Yeah, there is a real problem. Like. So I think World Quest stop at uh, 840, maybe? No, not even 840. Lower than that. I've, but I've they, seen 835 like the highest. Maybe yeah. 835. I think I've heard 840. But they, they stop. Those are dungeon quests, point. though. Yeah. They, they can keep they can keep procking, obviously. But, yeah, once you start getting some raid gear and some mythic gear and some mythic plus gear, the, 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 the motivation to go do the, the World Quest that have gear rewards is like, eh, like, I guess, like, if it's easy, I'll go do it. But, you know, even though it can proc, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's 20 item levels lower than the shit I already have. Like, I have to really win the lottery on this for it to even be useful. Yeah. And, I mean, what happened, because I used to see a ton of dungeon quests for great gear. I haven't seen those. It looks like those capped as well. I don't think there's anything wrong with a world quest popping to do a mythic dungeon at mythic difficulty for an 840, 850, or even 860 piece if your item level is high enough for it to scale that high. I really yeah. don't see a problem with that. I, I think... and, and one of the things uh, uh, that I will rant about tonight is somebody spoil it. Like I already knew it was going to happen. Was I did a uh, class health quest for killing evil tree. In uh, in Emerald Nightmare, and it was like some ridiculous like item level for my my followers. You know, I do it. We kill him on normal, and what do I get? I get a I get a chest that has LFR loot. I'm like, okay, that was that was awesome. Not, the mission I, also. I did, yeah, 
8:35. I replaced that like a week ago. And what? it cost a thousand order resources to send that yeah. mission to. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a, I got a, I got, I got a reroll token, I guess, out of that. But yeah. And well, I think I think that is. Uh... I think that was okay. Like that seemed slightly predictable because the the follower quest was eight thirty item level. You're getting eight thirty five out of the LFR. I bet as our our followers item levels increase to at least five below, whatever the thing is, we'll get it. You know, raid quests to do for higher loot. Um, I I just I think the problem was that it wasn't telegraphed well enough what the reward for that quest was. I think they should definitely um. Telegraph more what you're going to get, especially with order hall resources being as valuable as they are in the current state of the game. Um, I'm with you that that was, I mean, mine proc'd 850. Already had 850 with better stats, whatever. So, I mean, um, I'm still enjoying that things are proccing higher. And with this attitude that they're, they're give, I just think that with this, they should really, you know, go whole hog with it. If you can get stuff from everywhere, yeah, don't let it be as good as the raid stuff. I mean, if you really want to cap it, then say right now with you know uh, the highest you're going to get out of a heroic raid is is eight sixty five. So cap world quest at eight fifty, right? Cap it at eight fifty until the next raid comes out, and then you cap it at the normal um, normal eye level for that raid. If that's really what you want to do, with the exception of rolls, but I think it should be capped that high. Um, that's just a personal thing, uh, you know. Could be wrong. Email us. Let us know what you think. Anybody have anything else to add? Two plus two equals four. What about you, Tim? You got anything? Uh, not right now. Like it's been, we've just been kind of cruising along. So, uh, just kind of interested to see what Blizzard has uh, for uh, further content. There was a obviously a round of uh, of nerfs to certain classes, including mine this week, which was fun. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, it's still it's been going fine. That that actually that it benefited some raid members because we have warlocks and DKs. Yeah, so, they, uh, they did nice. They did do their first round of class balance, and it it is like I said that they're they're going to do that in waves. So don't expect a ton of hot fixes. Um, they did kind of step back on a lot of like they had a bunch of nerfs coming in for demon hunters. They kind of stepped back on that. Um, I don't know why there was probably some 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 backlash from the brand new Demon Hunter community, but you know who knows. All right, well if that's all we got, I'm gonna pull up the beautiful beautiful ska music and wrap this shit up. All right, so here's the thing: you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts, and we love you for it. Now I didn't check for any new ones this week; didn't have time. Sorry. If uh, you left one since the last time, I'll check. I'll, I will read it on the show next time. Uh, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. Go to the rate chat link. All of our episodes are there. You can send us a pod, uh, email at podcast at therpgshow.com. Put rate chat in the header until I can get the new email set up for the show. Uh, Twitter, the RPG podcast. Uh, that's, I mean, that's mostly for the other show, but you're welcome to contact me there as well. Um, yeah, there's forms and stuff with the website. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Just go there. We love you for it. I love you. Dirty way. Until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Peace. Whew, it's late. <laughs>